0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor, and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Good morning. Good hey. morning. Welcome. Good morning. It's a sparkling day in Central Oregon. Pretty nice out yes, there today. Yes, it is Brent Shaw. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> That's what our local weatherman has been saying for years. You've got... Did you
1: say Brent Shaw? Bob Shaw. Who's the, the weather guy. You were doing a plan on words. It was. It just took me a second. Yeah. I thought you got Bob's name wrong.
0: Well, if you haven't already figured it out, it's going to be a quality day on One Decent Pastor. <laughs> we have It always a, is. We have a guest. Yes, we do. Yeah. We have uh, Pastor Terry Hickman's son, Tim, the eldest son.
2: Yeah. From? Albuquerque. New Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico. He's like sure.
0: visiting, and we thought, hey, maybe we can get him on here and get the dirt on his dad. Finally, that yeah, we're right. well, I got lots. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's awesome. We we learned an interesting fact about Albuquerque just a short while ago that it's higher than Denver, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We're they gonna do fact check that. Yeah, that's so, all right. Yeah, we got a guy that can do that for us. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Isn't
0: that where Bugs Bunny always thought he should have taken the right turn at? Like, yeah,
3: at Albuquerque. Yeah. it's right, a good, good from yeah. pull from the archives. So what I remember. <laughs> so do they, do they
1: have in and out burgers in Al- Albuquerque? They do not. Okay. No, oh, they, they don't. don't? They don't. Okay. Because no. I was going to be the first like discussion question today, was how <laughs> they're, like all the ways, they're far superior yeah. to every other. Day. Yep. Because some, not, not Albuquerque. Yep. There's
2: talk back. about them coming, so. but they're not there. Oh, they're going to come. Yeah. They're going to come to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. I suspect so. Yep. Okay. Well, <laughs> never mind then
3: we'll give us the preview of your in and out superiority. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we want to stick stay away from controversial subjects on this podcast yep. so we don't, we don't we're not going to go. Yeah, we don't want to be divisive. All yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Today we're talking about baptism because yeah. we're actually going to be doing a baptism on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't figured that out already, make sure you come on Sunday. We're going to feed everybody right after church. Both locations are coming together at Ron's <laughs> house. Food's provided. Maybe 10 people or so are getting baptized. Probably 30 because it's going to be hot. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the weather's looking good. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, Met with some people the other night that were wanting to get baptized and kind of heard their stories. And it's just always such a, I don't know, it was just a really encouraging night. Yeah, Yeah,
3: very much so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super worshipful.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about how good god is i mean that's basically what it comes back to when you're talking about baptisms and sharing your story right yeah. so um mm-hmm. he's the hero <laughs> mm-hmm. so and he was it was just there was a lot of tears and a lot of joy and a lot of celebration you know just sitting around having the the pre-talk yeah to baptism so it's going to be it's going to be cool it's going to be strong
0: looking guys. forward to it. it's yep. been <laughs> been too long too which uh between COVID and i don't know lameness on our end I like guess. three years it's been a while since we've had a baptism. We've so been disobedient. We're overdue. We yep. have been disobedient. <laughs> <laughs> we confess. Yep. Yeah. But Sunday, we're uh, we're making it right. Yeah. So yeah that's cool. Hmm. We're excited. So that's what we're going to talk about today, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Should, should, should we get right into it, or like, do we have any announcements besides the baptism that we need to? That seemed like the big one. Yeah. So. Can't yeah. think anything else. So, all right. Well, Wait. let's just get right into
1: it.
0: Oh, he had yeah. finger up like he was going to say. Oh, so. I was just thinking. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of the
1: cowboy dinner tree thing, but
0: it's, I think, done, right? Yeah, I think she already made the reservations. Cut off. Yeah. Okay. Snooze-lose situation. Yeah. Okay. By the way, there's people I've heard. I don't want to start, you know, any rumors.
1: Tell tales outside of school? Yeah,
0: but that are choosing chicken on purpose. Yeah. As opposed to that. You ever been to the cowboy dinner tree? No. So it's this place no. in the middle of nowhere that runs on generators, and your choice is either like half a cow on your plate like, they call it a steak, Huge. but it's like it's a, a two yeah. pound steak. It's real uh, yeah. Oh. Or, or, or a whole chicken. A whole chicken. Oh. But you can get at Costco for five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and some so people some people chicken. go out there, make the drive, it's forty five dollars regardless of what you get. Ah. And some people choose chicken over well, So yeah. the problem is that s- some
1: of those people are men. So like <laughs> well I could see women like going, I'll take I'll take the chicken, right? But reportedly. But a man, yeah. yeah. Choosing chicken over steak. You gotta wonder about that man. You do little
0: bit. Well, a little bit. And and the woman, like, if she doesn't get the steak so that her husband can eat that through the rest of the week, even if she doesn't like it that much, it's still a good yeah, steak sandwich thing for yeah. a woman to do. Yeah, so that's you know. true. Anyway. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, two guys say, whole chicken, all the fixes. Yeah, yeah. They feed you well there.
0: We got into the controversy again. Sorry. Talk about something
1: good, Chase. <laughs> we, can, we can't stay away from food. Like, everything's food. <laughs> so, yeah. wonder what we love more than anything else. Yeah. Well,
3: come with your tree. Like, it's a pretty unique experience to go out there. Yeah, that's so. cool. Yeah. You, you got to get your dad to take you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Put it on the short list. All that's right. It's, worth, it's an worth experience. It. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. Well, with that, let's talk about baptism. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Um, what is baptism?
0: the word sacrament can I use the word sacrament
1: We
3: can use what we can go like super practical you can get into the weeds, I really don't
1: think the know. Catholics should have like the market on that word it's a so good word it should be a usable word by
3: Protestants
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. I, I prefer sacrament to ordinance mm-hmm. right what do you think of means of grace that mm-hmm. yeah I, actually I might prefer that the best that might be the top of the list yeah there's,
1: there's a, grace has a good ring yeah. to it whenever it's used
0: yeah <laughs> so basically yeah, a sacrament instituted by Jesus um, along with communion those are the two for the church that have been given um, that kind of signify a believer's union with Christ so if somebody's believed and and received Christ as Lord then he's asked us to be baptized as a a way to identify with his death burial and resurrection um, publicly which is kind of a cool thing that we get to do as Christians is we get to publicly do this proclaim that uh, we're followers of Christ so it's it's one of those things that is um mysterious, maybe, um, powerful, um, I don't know, worshipful. It, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing for yeah. the church to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, the, the actual word, what it like, means to be immersed, right? Like, What are
0: immersed, you saying, dude? Dip. Yeah. I'm not even trying.
1: You asked what baptism, man. I'm yeah, trying to well, say what the, there. it actually means. Go there. So fully immersed? I, no, it's just, yeah. Sure. Dipped. Get on dipped.
2: <laughs> I'm good huh? with that. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would I would just go back maybe to the to the use of the word sacrament um, because that can be at least to me anyway kind of an intimidating word mm-hmm. unless yeah. you know a little bit of history. So so maybe a word I would I would prefer that I think has that carries similar connotations as symbol. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a symbol and a proclamation right of what has already transpired. Um, and it's a reminder too, right? So we're, we're told often to be reminded of certain things. Second Peter talks about that a lot about being reminded and remember this and remember this because we're forgetful people. So when we are baptized or when we baptize others, yeah, it's, it's proclaiming Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, and our identity with that, and then also uh, is a symbol of that for, for both believers and unbelievers alike. Yeah. Wedding ring. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not the marriage when you see it, but it reminds you of the right. covenant when you see it.
3: Yep, yeah. Yeah. good. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I just had a thought that I just lost. Oh, you, oh. you uh, something that you said. What did you say? <laughs> just a second. Kind of I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. It'll come back to me at some point. Oh. You said something that triggered a thought, and it just escaped my mind as I was ready to utter it.
0: <laughs> I think there's... Um, you mentioned this day of the night uh, one of the things with baptism is and symbol we've gotten kicked back on that that mm. idea that it's only a symbol
3: mm.
0: uh before uh we have a, a lutheran friend yeah. that will go unnamed we won't we won't call him out or anything but uh, you
1: can't just memorialize things yeah but, no. but it's but the, the weird thing about it is
0: that people tend to make communion and baptism almost nothing mm. or almost everything mm-hmm. in the church and, and there's somewhere in between these two things is probably where we ought to land uh, because you can't separate these things from the gospel right uh, they are they do proclaim just like you said they, they proclaim the work of Christ and so to to make them nothing does away with that and to make them everything kind of mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. and so trying to figure that out is it's it's a hard thing to do honestly
1: so can can yeah. can it be a symbol and still have meaning well, still I think it is. It's, a, it's an outward sure. sign of an inward change because that's the argument right because it if, if you only see it as a memorial uh you know the table or a symbol <clears throat> The baptism, like, then you're devaluing it, and that's not like it doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. right. Like you can have a really, really high view of the quote-unquote sacraments or means of grace, and believe that they're mm-hmm. reminders first and foremost, mm-hmm. right? Markers. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember
0: that that the outward sign of an inward change was something that somebody said years ago, mm-hmm. and has always stuck with me. That that's what baptism is. It's something that's already taken place spiritually, and now. You know physically, you're, you're actually identifying with Christ and, and his death, burial, and resurrection through what we do in the water, right? So, I like that. I don't think there's a problem with symbol, but I, yeah. I know that that it almost kind of does away with, yeah, right. Well, and at, at the very
2: least, both uh, uh, the Lord's table and baptism are acts of obedience, we're commanded to do both yeah. in scripture, and so, um, if if, if symbol or sacrament or, or some other terminology makes people uncomfortable. That's understandable, yeah. but but they are they are both acts of obedience. We are right. commanded to do them. Which is weird because a lot of Christians don't do
0: it. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I'm always kind of surprised when I run into people that have been, I, even a family member recently that I was talking to, and they've never been baptized. They've been a Christian for, I don't know, 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Still haven't
3: been baptized. It's just not a big deal.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even <clears> when <throat> I challenged to them, them on it a little bit, it was like, I don't know, not that big a deal.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a minute, I'll, I'll ask you guys like when you got baptized. It would be kind of cool to talk about. But um, I remember what I forgot oh, earlier. Um, <clears throat> public, you said public. What, what's what's the benefit of a public baptism over you know like a private, small you know kind of ceremony or something? Why? Like? Well, I think there's the, there's and, one
0: where you're, it's a proclamation to the world of what's what you know right. uh, of who Jesus is. But it's, there's also a cost involved publicly. Um, maybe not so much in our culture and in our society, although that might be changing. But especially when you think of. Um, the culture that Jesus mm-hmm. you know the people were you know the church came up with uh, when you identified publicly through baptism with Jesus you were probably going to get alienated from everything and everybody yeah. and so you're you know it's, it's a stake in the ground in some ways of mm-hmm. I'm, follow, I'm a follower of Christ now and so it's it's a big deal you know secret Christianity is not really a thing although I think we like that idea <laughs> but baptism is kind of does away with that.
3: sure Hmm. yeah so, so there's a reason that we make a big deal of like a, a church wide baptism that's coming up and we encourage everybody to be there to participate yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and and
3: there's there's more going on right I mean this is probably
1: could take us in a whole other direction but there's, there's um, implications of, of membership hmm. with that into the church like if you want to talk about mm-hmm. where real valid membership comes from like <coughs> when I read my scriptures it, it comes from baptism so it comes from witnesses and and people that are testifying to this this covenant that's being made, right? Even though it's Christ for them, you know, mm. there's this obedience mm. piece that actually uh, gives them entrance into validation into the body of Christ. So we're, we're really talking about, like, the, the, the highest mark of church membership. And so it matters when... Other people are are seeing that and testifying that when, you know, when it comes to accountability and everything else that Mm -hmm. goes along with membership. So, and encouragement and, and and taking responsibility to bring this person along as a family member and all that that stuff. So we want people there. We want people to see it
3: and experience it and, you know, so that's why it's not an individual. Thing. It's not an. In, it's not not. It's
1: not even a two-person thing. I don't think right. it's. You know, I don't think it's. A, you know, Nacho taking Steven down into the salad bowl. You know, because no one else is there. I think it's. I think it's that was stupid. I think there's more than that. It's more than that. It's at least. It's at least three.
0: I mean, in, in certain necessary situations, person in the oh, hospital sure. or whatever. For sure. Of course, that still counts. Yeah. But it's not the ideal. Not a right at all. I mean, it's you know, still count. public
2: e- is great. Ethiopians yeah. and chariots. Yeah, yeah. Ethiopians yeah. and <laughs> chariots,
0: or Nacho and Stephen.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're identifying with Christ and also identifying with the church, mm-hmm. other believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That exactly. it it has to be public. Yep, for sure. Can't do that privately. Yeah. Okay.
3: I sprinkled a guy once who, like, it was a deathbed, you know, kind of a thing, and he was coherent enough and wanted to be baptized, and actually died a couple of days later. The whole long story in a weird scenario, but like it was a great honor to get to mm. do this on this guy's, you know, way out. Mm. Um, you know, that was one of those kind of unique circumstances. That mm. you know, red solo cup and you know, <laughs> sprinkling a guy. And, not a chalice. No, it was it was a red <laughs> solo cup. I don't know about that. <laughs> no. That's not what baptism means. The <laughs> <laughs> Roman Catholic and you just got yeah. a little <laughs> solely baptism. Little right. Bit. Um, David, when, when did you get baptized?
1: I was uh I was fourteen and I was a uh, um I grew up in the Church of Christ. So like if anybody knows about that, like first of all, qualifier, my parents are rad Christians that love the Lord. But we came through generations of Church of Christ, which is known for one of their distinctives is baptismal regeneration, meaning that like baptism is absolutely necessary to be saved. Like that's where it happens. So there was a huge emphasis on that. And um I was going sideways already at 14. I was already, you know, dabbling in drugs and doing stupid things and rebellious and, you know, gave my parents a bunch of trouble and everything else. But there was a chick at the church Mm. (laughs) that I liked, and uh, she was a a pretty good Christian gal, and we went to a youth youth conference, and so uh, I knew that she was expecting me to do it because they always do the big altar call on the final day, and uh, I know that my parents were expecting me, like, everyone was expecting me to do this, and because I was chasing the gal I I did man I went up and uh now now I will say this like I I, I, I've never questioned Christ or even the claims of Christ like why he came and even my sinfulness like like all that was agreed upon you know what I mean um I just didn't know what to do with it yet Hmm. and so uh I believe my baptism was fully valid um I don't want to get crazy and into the mystery of it but uh something happened that day like god met me that day um even though like my heart was completely wrong my motivations were completely wrong and like there there was a a, something was solidified like appropriated um and i would i would get far worse after that so i got baptized and then i got farther into drugs and farther into rebellion my life just became a wreck but i actually see that as as god bringing me to my knees and saying yeah like you you don't like i own you now so um yeah, this isn't gonna work, <laughs> and right, right, right. It, like that's hindsight, right? right. Um, so that was that was basically it. Is I I did it for the wrong reasons, and I believe it was all, everything about it was right. So I've never been baptized again. Should I? <laughs> sounds okay. Sounds Tim, pretty. Sounds yeah.
2: effective. Oh, and, and if we waited for all the circumstances to be right and for our hearts to be right, we'd never. None of us would ever be baptized. Right that. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ted? What did you get back to Yeah, so I, uh, you guys know my dad, I uh, raised in a godly Christian home, made a profession of faith at age five-ish, I think. Um, whether that was genuine or not, I don't know, but uh, I think my parents would say so. Um, and lived in, um, I wouldn't say active rebellion, but just kind of uh, uh, go along to get along. Went to church, didn't skip school, just kind of did what was expected of me. And was convicted of baptism fairly early on. I want to say age ten or 12-ish, and then actually got baptized at age seventeen. Mm-hmm. I think it was, um, probably with some mixed motivations and probably probably a lot of uh, get off my back already. I'll just do this so we can be done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say something similar. the The Lord, uh, the Lord used that in a mighty way, um, and then I, I also went. Uh, got, got out of got out of kilter uh, for five, six, seven years maybe or so um, and uh, kind of started getting Mac together maybe around age 23, 22-ish or something like that some would say I still don't have Mac together, I don't know, <laughs> it's probably valid but uh, yeah, the Lord used that to um, to recall right, mm-hmm. so age 21, 22-ish to say, hey you remember you made a public proclamation sure. Of your faith in me and what I have done in your life, and you're not you're not keeping up your end of the right. bargain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So uh, start you identified <clears throat> as mine. Now start living like it, mm-hmm. and that kind of went. Oh, yeah, right. So yeah, that so that yeah that's so that was nearly that was thirty years ago. Nice, yeah, great. Nice. guys.
0: What about you, Brent? Um, it was probably shortly after I became a Christian. So it was 1986. I was 19 years old. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was a thing, necessarily, because I was baptized as a Roman Catholic as a baby, and uh, it was pretty much when I found out it was something a Christian was supposed to do, I immediately wanted to do it, so um, it didn't take me long. I, I don't know if it was that year or maybe the next year, but pretty pretty shortly after I became a Christian, I was baptized. It was a church in Coeur where They had a basement with a baptismal down there and I remember uh, everybody wanted to come I think to support me partly but also to see what was going to happen to my hair because <laughs> I had a pretty good uh, you know it wasn't the business in the front party in the back mullet it was a party on both, on both rooster, rooster <laughs> dew yeah it was the rooster rooster dew it wasn't the Kentucky mud flap that the prime <laughs> have. I had the Kentucky mud yeah, flap. Or the, yeah. it was
3: a more futuristic mullet yeah, Mississippi mud Rooster do. Mudflapped. I've never heard that term before. Well, that's new to
1: me. Yeah, it was.
0: Uh, <laughs> it was something, and and I remember people wanted to find out if it was just going to come. i <clears out>, all <throat> so just fanned out still, or if I'm it was going to do that. And so uh, there was no, <laughs> video no video at the time, so we can't. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't uh, at the time. It was just a simple act of obedience, and hmm. and um, I was I, I don't know. There wasn't anything magical that happened there, mm-hmm. but. Um, My mom was mad at me she told me like if you ever get baptized again i don't want to know and then one day she asked me and i said you told me not to tell you and she's like i want to know so anyway Hmm. nothing too exciting um but it was yeah just the next kind of step in my walk with the lord so
3: nice yeah yeah i'm kind of similar to you in a lot of ways you know grew up in in the church in a godly home um, you know, came to faith at, at five. And I went to a Christian school for kindergarten and first grade, and, and I, I remember very distinctly uh, Mrs. Jones and Mrs. Irvin, uh, you know, in kindergarten, um, you know, just laid it out, and, and I, you know, got open my eyes at a young age to my need for Him. And, um, but I didn't get baptized until I was sixteen. You know, I got pulled into church youth group in, in high school, and um, you know, there just came a moment in my youth group years where I realized, like, oh I like I haven't done this, and, and I, I need to do this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as a step of obedience, as a proclamation of what God has done in my life, and um, so did that at sixteen. And no, 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 no magical moment, you know, there necessarily, um, except just that you know it was, you know, in my estimation, of that time, the, the step of obedience that I needed to do. And, um, yeah,
0: yeah. I would encourage anybody that has has put this off for a long period of time. You know, everybody has reasons. Some people are just shy. Uh, I was encouraged the other night. We had a couple of people that are pretty pretty shy that are coming out to do this and and it, it is a it's an important thing it pleases the lord greatly and it encourages the church greatly yeah so um if you've been putting it off maybe maybe rethink that yeah. and stop and being disobedient yeah well I mean, <laughs> that's, that's it. just for that it, it, it's 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 um, it's important
1: yeah, you know it's
3: important
0: but some people can okay. maybe put too much importance on it so right so it's not a salvation thing i don't know if you're going to go there but
3: i was going to go okay there, yeah. well, um, there, there's a, a guy uh, several years back that had the privilege to baptize uh, in his uh, 70s. Uh, and he had been baptized earlier in his life, um, maybe as a teenager, if I remember the story right, but younger. Um, and, and he just came to me one day and he's like, I was, you know, I was baptized as, as a teenager. My parents made me do it. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't into it. Um, he's like, it didn't mean anything to me. And he asked, like, would it be okay if I got baptized now because I, I know what it is, I understand it, and it means something to me. And so, of course, yeah, and then we went up to Lava Lake, you know, I got the church up to Lava Lake and baptized him in mm-hmm. Lava Lake, and it was a really cool privilege and a cool story. What would you say to people? A really people cold privilege. It was pretty cold, a really yes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you say to people who, you know, maybe similar stories that, you know, got baptized at a time in their life where it just wasn't meaningful for whatever reason and uh, maybe are considering that now? Well, I mean,
1: like, in a way, that's what I feel like my story kind of is, and it, I mean, other people might have the same thing, is like at at the time like I, I kinda could care less and at the same time it, it ended up being in spite of me and where my heart was mm-hmm. like a huge deal. Yeah. And so like I, I think it would be good if it if it's uh if it wasn't at all uh redemptive, like a mm-hmm. a good deal, then yeah, like like do it again. Like now that it's meaningful, now that you understand like Christ for you on the backside like there's going to be a lot of value to be like it's going to be worthwhile to do it's going to be meaningful Uh, for me it did end up being meaningful years later where I look back and I you know over the years it's just been like, yeah, that was valid. Like God met me there in spite of myself and, mm-hmm. and I don't need to do it again. Because I, I think yeah. I wrestled with that through the early years of my Christianity. Like, oh that was that was stupid. Like the way I did that was
3: completely wrong. Well so so would you make a distinction then maybe between the person who um, you know maybe their parents made him do it when they were younger, that kind of scenario versus you know, a person that did it and then just didn't live up to it, so to speak, and maybe is rethinking, like, oh, maybe I need to do this again because the first one didn't take." So, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So this is the so maybe Christ, kind of two different scenarios. This is where
1: Christ for you in baptism, like, matters. That we know that this is actually a gift from God more than it's a gift from us to Him. So the obedience thing is is a component, but ultimately, like, it's an act of faith. Like, the only reason we're able to go into the water. uh, Under the umbrella, you know, the terms in which we're going under the water is because of what he has accomplished for us. So, it's a gift, you know. Um, And so, this is where maybe it gets controversial. I I wouldn't. In youth group, we were baptizing people sometimes all the time. They were always having to get baptized again because they didn't live up to it. And and I I guess I kind of reject that. I've Mm -hmm. had that conversation a lot of times where it's like, no, like, like it took. Like, if you have. Been justified by faith in the work of Christ like it took like you like you can't live up to that like how do you add to perfection right. <laughs> like that's the whole point of it right but if we're talking about someone who wasn't conscious at all for their repentance and reception of the gift and knowledge of the gospel which resulted in justification by faith so infants that's what makes us Baptist right right yeah go get baptized again
3: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: I think you also have people that admit nothing to them. They didn't even know what they were doing. And I guess that's probably sure. what you're talking about. But I, I know people that weren't even Christians when they were baptized. Yeah. And I, I would even say for me, as a Roman Catholic, I was baptized into a church that I don't even believe sure. preaches the gospel. <clears throat> so, if, you know, at some on some level, you have to kind of have each individual needs to no consider doubt. this before the Lord. No and, and if the Lord convicts them to do this, then then be obedient to what the Lord's, you know, there's not necessarily like a definite right answer totally. here. Yeah. Um but but again, if you're the kind of person that's been baptized three times, four times, every time the you know there's water, you're you're thinking, is there any reason no, why? No. Well, maybe maybe at some point you have to do what you, you know. Well, that's the <clears> devaluing. Believe Christ yeah. for you in this, yeah. and not and not just keep because there's people that rededicate the, so, the, themselves to the Lord. There you go. And baptisms are maybe a time when that's maybe we should encourage that a little bit sometimes at baptisms. If you're feeling a draw right now to to, to make kind of a fresh commitment, you know. To coming back to, to walking with the Lord in a way that you haven't been. Maybe this is a time to do that, not through baptism, it, but just just pro, proclaim to the church that, guys, yeah. I need you to hold me accountable to this. I need yeah. to get back to, to something. And maybe that would be a time to do yeah. that. I, I think that.
1: that's that's where the challenge is to me of the, the actual devaluing that happens with baptism, like when you have a low view of baptism, in my opinion, because I came out of a Calvary Chapel. I know you some of you guys were too, where like, there was an altar call at the end of every sermon, every single right. Sunday, and it was the same people going up. And a lot of times the same people getting baptized. And that's, like, to me, like, you don't understand what baptism is at that point. Like, yeah, we all sin. We all fall short. It's rad that you feel broken over the way that you live. It's rad that that sermon uh, crushed you and did a work in you. Um, that You don't need to be baptized again. Right. You, you maybe just need some, some some open confession and absolution. Repentance. And repentance, you know, is, is good. So, yeah, anyway. It can well, be abused. That way. And that's what
2: pastors are for, right? So, so if you, if you feel as though the Spirit might be prompting you to reconsider things, uh, your story. I was baptized when I was an infant. or I was baptized when I was nine, but I'm not really sure it took. Um, that's why you have pastors. Go to your pastors and say, "There you go. Help. Let them help you think through it and, and look at the scriptures." It's right. we
0: have the same dilemma with young kids. I don't know. I think you're, you know. There's kids but that, that was gonna be my next question. Well, uh, you know that, how that, young is too young. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's a hard one too, because again, not every kid's the same. I know eight year olds that are more mature than, you know, some adults. Yeah. And and so if you if they fully understand the gospel, fully understand what baptism is and, and they you Ooh, know, well, there's fully, my question. Yeah, What's fooling me? Do we anyone fully let me recant because uh, I don't think any of us fully understand right. it. So you're right, but I mean, Absolutely. if they understand why, what the point yeah. of it is, because you'll talk to some kids that say they want to get baptized and it's like, why? Well, my parents want me to, or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ham and I like to get out in front of people and perform. Right. You know, that's, they yeah. don't say that, but that's why some kids want to do it. Uh, but if they understand their sinfulness and, and that they have a Savior that has died for them and that, you know, they want to identify with that and follow them, that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. And so you, it's really kind of up to the parents, I would say, at that point. Maybe as the priest of the home, the yeah. father kind of should be the one to, to make that call. Um, not us, but, but we can certainly advise, you know, we have a couple of yeah. eight year olds right now this time that want to get baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I, what I don't like is that there's been people we've all had that that said, you know, I was, I was so young, I don't remember it. It didn't mean anything. You kind of, I'd, I'd like to avoid that if possible, um, until it's something they really feel compelled sure. to do and understand it. But anyway,
3: well, what would you say to parents who are trying to figure out if their kids are ready? I mean, you've kind of alluded already, but like, what would you say? Like just kind of some practical, you know, pointers or tips for lack of a better term for parents trying to figure out where Mm -hmm. their kids are you You
1: have
2: eight
1: eight. and how many of those children have been baptized the oldest two okay so like what was what was your kind of criteria with what Chad's asking yeah that's
2: that's a great question so um, yeah I I think there needs to be a bit of a measuring stick maybe for uh, does this person comprehend the gospel or are they making a proclamation of something they comprehend maybe not fully because like Prince said, "We. I, I don't know that I fully comprehend it." Um, th- then there comes the question of uh, ha- has it been tested? Um, <laughs> I know I know of a church that that ref- uh, will not baptize kids under the age of seventeen oh, wow. because they have not that, that faith has not been tested, and and I think that's done with good intentions. But at the same time, a question that immediately comes to mind is uh, Philip, right? And and the Ethiopian eunuch, or or um maybe like a 25 year old gal who who gets saved and wants to be baptized a week later or a month later well her faith hasn't been tested either but I don't see the I don't see the uh, mandate in Scripture for us to, to to determine whether or not that faith sure. has been tested mm-hmm. sure. so uh, there, I think there needs to be discernment exercised in that age thing um, but I don't think there's a hard and fast rule and I would absolutely defer to what you said Brent which is if there's a dad in the home that's leading his family in the gospel and leading them in the way and that child says mom dad I want to be baptized and the dad says yes then I think it's the church's obligation and privilege to Mm -hmm. say let's do it Mm -hmm. well
0: and and that's one of the reasons we have dads come down into the water with us Mm -hmm. so, so that we you know if it's Normally, there's two pastors on each side of the person getting baptized. But if there's a, a dad that's whose child is in there, we want him. Mm-hmm. We want him in the water with mm-hmm. his kid. You know, mm-hmm. this is you're the, you know, you're the spiritual leader. You're the priest of this home. Yeah.
1: And there's kind of an affirmation, there's at least absolutely. a picture of affirmation, absolutely. with him being physically yeah. present. Good. Well, right. and then and involved.
0: just that idea yeah. of like, you know, you're almost. I don't know. That does something to a dad. I mean, yeah. remember baptizing my kids and thinking, I didn't even think, you know, I couldn't do this. I, especially the Roman Catholic in me is like, I'm not worthy to do this. But it almost reminds you of this responsibility you have to, to lead your right. home and lead your kids <coughs> in this. So it's it's pretty good stuff.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What what do you do about um, like spontaneous baptisms in the moment? So, you know, we're at we're at the church baptism on Sunday, right? And maybe, you know, people kinda get caught up in the moment, you know, hearing the stories and, you know, just you know, praising God for what he's done and just in the moment someone's like, you know, me.
0: What do we do with that, David? <laughs> what do you
3: do with that? <laughs> we just roll with it. We just roll with whatever. I feel happens. I feel
0: awkward and uncomfortable. And...
1: So, like, the, maybe the question is even: should we uh, even invite that or create opportunity for that? So, like, maybe it's one thing if someone uh, is is um, compelled as a result of just witnessing what's happening, and they come forward in that moment. But what what I usually do is I usually stand there when the last person's been baptized and say, like, here's water. Like, yeah. like is there so anyone? So you don't to, make
3: anyone go through a six week class
1: before they right. Get, and they so get like baptized. like to me, I've often thought because of what's happened. Like, is this an error? Because like, I believe I believe it's a legitimate thing to do. I believe that God again he he works through yeah. baptism. Baptisms are powerful. There's almost no better visible picture on earth of the gospel. Than watching a baptism happen, right? So we gotta think that God can use that to to move people and to uh uh, you know to handle business with people. But (laughs) like the invitation, because then you will get the people that every time a baptism happens, well get in there, or um we had one the last time that was um it was just weird. It was weird for everybody. And and what do you do at that point? You can't reverse. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? It's, it's <laughs> like, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what the answer is because I feel like you would, you're almost in error, possibly, either way. Yeah. By not uh, allowing it to happen, or or by announcing anybody to come. Well, I feel like either I, I don't. Yeah. I feel like it's a God thing yeah. and not our thing. Yeah. You have to put that in God's. Inbox it's God's thing. At some
0: point, because yeah, it, I know we've we, it, it's been a mess at times. When we've done that, and it's also been amazing, and yep. and so you know you don't know what what you're going to get when that happens. You will attract some of the hams, like I said, that want to just you know run run to the spotlight because uh-huh. they, they they've been given permission to. It's an attention thing,
1: yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah
0: but you'll also get people that are um, have just appropriated the gospel at that moment in a way that they need to get into the water, and sure, you can't yeah. you, don't, you know why would you refuse that? Yeah. Um, so, but I think I, I think going back to the idea, maybe just giving people an opportunity to. Confess sin and repent at that point without being getting in the water is maybe something we we ought to do because I think that if the only choice is get in the water or stay quiet, maybe if mm-hmm. they've already been baptized, that, that's the only kind of avenue they have to but, do yeah. that. So maybe yeah. maybe create another option there.
3: Yeah, that's cool.
0: So, yeah, we've done that in the past, and it's yeah, sure. it's actually been kind of cool. Sure. But we don't always do it. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a good good time to do that. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Hmm. What what would you say to to the church? Right. So so earlier we talked about that, you know, baptisms are public and it's like a, it's a church thing that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody gets to participate in. So like as I'm thinking about, um, you know, maybe the people that do get kind of caught up in the moment or the people that have been baptized multiple times and like those kind of people. What, what would you say to the church as far as their kind of responsibility or their participation in the baptism kind of after the baptism, like in terms of just accountability for the people that get mm-hmm. baptized? And, you know, what like does the church have a responsibility there?
1: Yeah, I think we alluded to this earlier. You know, when you're considering the implications of what it actually is, they're actually being brought into the family of God. And that's kind of the the marriage ceremony is the baptism. So uh, as members, uh, that means that you have all the benefits of a kingdom citizen and uh, you have all the responsibilities of a kingdom citizen, including the people outside that have just had that family member added. So one of the things that we do usually at the end baptism things is we that we do speak to the witnesses at the end and -hmm. we say do you see what just happened do you see who these people are Um, and then we give them their directions and their instructions the reminders of how they're to be towards these people now that they're part of the family and so we i think we usually do that Mm. but um
3: yeah yeah what, what what maybe are some of those instructions? I mean, you know, we're going to do it on Sunday, but we'll, you know, what are some of those instructions? Well, it's it's, you, like, it's first and foremost, you know,
1: um, praying for, you know, caring for, encouraging. You know, it's all those things that you would do with a family member if you love somebody, you know, and you feel responsible for somebody, like you're going to take great care in the way that you do life with that person and the way that person's doing life. You're going to do all that you can for them, you know, and so it's, it's that. It's also... The, the not so beautiful side of that of you know the, um, the, sometimes the rebuke or the exhortation sure. or um, you know the recalling um, you know the accountability stuff like that's all part of it
3: too right that's this is like it. an opportunity
0: you're almost signing up for discipleship when you when you get into the water yeah. and the church you know again, this is something that every church member should be uh, whether it's praying for them or encouraging them or keeping them accountable this is this is a team effort. And we don't always think of it that way because everybody likes to just keep to themselves and be left alone but right. but you're almost signing up for that so yeah i wish more people would grab one of those people and you know um, come alongside of them and disciple them yeah it's an opportunity to really take advantage of that
2: mm-hmm. yeah paul church says uh, your walk with god is a community project mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah and it's the one another's right mm-hmm. so they exhort one another encourage one another mm-hmm. pray for one another mm-hmm. yeah. those types of things love one another yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it
3: takes a village. So I mean, God of, God designed it that way. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's what we all sign up for, you know, both yeah. the person getting baptized and the person witnessing the baptism. We sign up for this. Yeah, right. it's,
0: it's similar, again, to the wedding ceremony. We, we generally, at a wedding ceremony, will remind people that you're here today to witness this covenant, and you have a responsibility to pray for this, to never do anything that's going to tear these people apart. You know, you, you're... Agreeing to that by yeah. being here, we actually—I I usually make people agree to that, mm-hmm. uh, make them say "I will" yeah. uh, to a couple of things, mm-hmm. and and I think that at a baptism, it's the same idea. You sure. know, they, these are people that are part of our family now that we have to look out for. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and yeah, weddings, I start with the witnesses, the people that are there. Yeah. Like you're not here just to watch a wedding, and so I, I make them
3: answer some stuff before yeah. we get on <laughs> with the wedding ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Here's more of a practical kind of a question. It may be a bit of a silly question, um, but d- does it matter where you get baptized? Does it matter if it's in a church, if it's in a river, hmm. if it's in Israel, right in the Jordan River? Like, does it matter where you get baptized? That's the best place. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want
0: to be close to God, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I say that with a little, a little bit of, you know, tongue-in-cheek, like, but I know people who have gone to Israel, like, they get b- they've already been baptized, and they get baptized in the Jordan River, and, you know. There would be there's something about
0: just being there, knowing that Jesus stood in that you know yeah, uh, in that spot and did that 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 I would want to um, you know fully immerse myself in. Not not, not literally that, yeah. no pun intended, but to get rebaptized. Is, I mean, go you know go go walk in the water, right. you know, get your feet in the right. in the mud, whatever. But you know I don't know. Getting rebaptized is again. I think we're missing the point when we when we, when we do that. But I like the. I think we've already talked about it. Public is better. Yeah. If you have the opportunity for a public baptism out where everybody can see, and we do it generally in, in rivers around here, where you've got a lot of recreation going on, a lot of people gathered, it's pretty cool when you can do it publicly. So that's my preference. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's not more spiritual to do baptism in a church baptismal necessarily.
0: I would say it's. I would prefer. <laughs> I won't say it's yeah. less spiritual. I don't know that that's more official. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, uh, I, public is pretty cool. Yeah, I'll no, I agree. The,
3: we had somebody at the meeting the other night to ask a question, like if it was okay to invite their family and friends. Yeah, you know, mm. uh, maybe address that. I mean, we addressed it yeah. in the meeting, but you know, for people listening, yeah, I mean, it was like, no, that. no, like don't bring them. You know, yeah, <laughs> bring it. <laughs> like absolutely, bring everybody. Yeah. And
1: why, 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 why would we invite outsiders to a baptism? Because because they're they're going to see, like we talked about, they're going to see the gospel. They're going to see the gospel.
0: Yeah,
1: they're going to hear it and they're going to see it. Yeah, and um, it's strong, man. So yeah, that's that's one of those places where
0: you really want them to be. Well, people, you know, people sometimes don't know how to evangelize. They don't know how to, what to say to people and all that. And this, you know, this is one of those things that kind of the, the, the heavy lifting's taken care of for you. Yeah, they're going to see it right there, and it's somebody that cares about you and that you care about. So what are, we ought to be inviting all kinds yeah. of people to these things.
3: I heard somebody say once that the sacraments are like the big E on the I chart. Yeah. So like even even if like you're partially blind. Like everybody can see the big E on the top E on the eye chart, right? And then the sacraments, you know, make that like It's just a picture that, you know, is unmistakable. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think the last question I have, maybe you guys have some more things to get into, but um, you hit on this earlier, kind of the difference between um, baptismal regeneration and believers' baptism. Let's mm-hmm. unpack that maybe for people that might not be familiar with those terms or, or have an understanding of that. Mm-hmm. You want me
1: to go or something? Let's let someone else go. Tim,
3: do you want to do it? <laughs> You look like you're deep in the
1: cuts, dude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to dive in maybe at some point uh, when that question came up to to Titus 3, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, verse 4 says, When the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Mm So, so yeah, I I think um, again, we have, and the Church of Christ and the Christian Church both get a lot of their theology from those verses that would that would seem to suggest that um, that we are saved in baptism. First Peter three. Yeah, baptism now saves you. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and in Acts, right? uh, The verse escapes me, but but uh, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, Mm -hmm. and things like that, and. And if we only had those verses in isolation, then uh, we'd be in a pickle, I think. But but we don't. We have the whole of Scripture to look to, and so there are a number of other verses that um, strongly suggest and/or outright say, like that one, uh, that 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 baptism is something, uh, is a gift. It's an act of obedience. It's a privilege. It's a number of other things. Symbols. Um, Uh, a symbol, I should say, and uh, a proclamation, those kinds of things, but it is only a response to what has already transpired, um, which is uh, 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 saving faith. Mm -hmm. So so saving faith precedes any of these acts of righteousness done further down the line, whether they be the next week or 25 years later
1: it's re- it's really the reason why you want to be baptized. Why you're right. going yep. toward baptism, yep. you know, yep. by
0: faith and obedience is because something's already happened, right. not right. because it's right. going to. Right. Yeah. Well, we kind of use the term sometimes spiritual baptism. This this thing that takes place spiritually that that is the it basically is the idea that we go down into death with Jesus uh, and then as he was raised, you know, we, we were are raised as new new creatures and for you know cleansed and that's yep. that's what yep. the picture of water baptism Romans is. Romans 6, yeah. Romans yeah, six, it, yeah. It, absolutely. Um, and so that I think that there's an assumption that that's already taken place before the water baptism takes place it's not a simultaneous thing so they're, they're linked together in a way that you can't separate you know so water baptism really is it's, it's an identification with that it's, it's even a participation in, in that not, not that we add the, the work of Christ right. but we're participating in his death burial and resurrection mm-hmm. and that water baptism and then it's a proclamation it's all of those things mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's linked to all of that but, but it doesn't it, it doesn't save us the, the saving is something that's already been done by faith um, so sure. people that teach that you have to be water baptized to be saved, I would I would disagree with. I don't think that's accurate. Right. Um, but why wouldn't you get water baptized if you're a Christian? <laughs> it's just you, mm-hmm. you you ought to do it. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. So, so yeah, regeneration is definitely. I mean, uh, to me, like the big, um, the big section on this is really John three, right? When Jesus is talking about to Nicodemus about being born again. I mean, he's really. He's really uh, peeling back the curtain and showing us uh, this whole other reality of, of what it is to be saved, accepted, uh, received by God that has nothing to do with water. It has to do with the spirit, right? So, like, yeah. even in Matthew 3, we see uh, those guys come to John the Baptist talking about baptism. And he's like, look, one's coming after me. I can't even, like, I'm not even worthy to take his shoes off. But, like, I baptize in water, but, like, he's going to baptize in, in fire and in the Spirit, right? And so there's, when we just collect the information we have, like, baptism is not just water. Most of the time it's, it's talking about the act of immersion in water, right? Because of, you know, the whole cleansing theology that God has throughout the Bible, of, of what happens there but but it's it, it is a regenerative thing where the, where the spirit comes in and basically puts the defibrillators on mm. and says clear right and and then we are born again of the spirit not of not of just water but of the spirit um, and because we're born again in the spirit we want to go to that cleansing ritual that cleansing symbol of, of uh, the picture of, of going down and, and coming up you know which yeah anyway Sorry, mm. rambling. No, but but there's obviously, it, it's obviously much broader and, bra- and bigger. And it's always interesting. I don't think a lot of people knew this. And I started going off on a rabbit trail last night thinking about this. Like, when we asked the question, where does baptism come from? Like, where do we even get that, right? And we're like, well, of course, you know, man didn't come up with it. God came mm-hmm. up with it. But a lot of people, you know, will be like, well, where did John the Baptist Get that from like where did this dude get the idea that he's gonna be all about like baptizing people? You know what I mean? And and a lot of it obviously goes back into uh, well he was told that I believe <laughs> like it was revealed to him that that's what he was gonna do and it was a, it was a calling. Uh, he was pretty confident in that. But you have these these cleansing rituals, these washings that go all the way back that always meant the same thing. It wasn't new to the Jewish mm-hmm. mind or mm-hmm. to the idea of, of someone repenting, confessing sins, and then being atoned, you know, by that. Through that confession and that cleansing, you know, and and so, uh, and of course, I think probably Noah is probably the first baptism we ever saw that God did, right? I think hmm. Peter confirms that, right? First Peter chapter three, when they came through the waters, you know, the, it was a baptism, and we join with them in that baptism, you know, going through the wrath um, and, and coming out the other side clean, basically cleansed, basically through that water. So there's a there's a whole interesting when you really start to unpack. Yep biblically what baptism is and where it came from and why this and why that like there's a lot of really cool answers and and, yeah. and uh, a thread that goes all the way to the beginning of what baptism is and um, and I'm, what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs> the, significance yeah. <laughs> the significance of the water the significance
2: of water in the old That's
1: testament it. but 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 even more than, but but the necessity of something more than water yeah, right. Quite, I, I, right, I think yeah. that's where I was trying to yeah. go. Like that's all always been there. It's a symbol. It's a picture, like we talked right. about. But there, but there's the water a water only get you so clean. Yeah, and there's you know, a deeper reality. There's a deeper baptism, a more full baptism that we all need, which is a purging of our hearts. Right, mm-hmm. the spirit comes and the spirit does that on the inside. The water does something on the outside, but the spirit, the spirit does that work on the inside, and mm-hmm. that's they're both baptism.
3: Yeah. So yeah. okay, that's good. I forgot where I was going. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was good. That was helpful. Totally redeemed yourself.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go eat. <laughs>
3: um, you know, if we finish in the next couple of minutes, we would have we'll get there before they stop serving breakfast burritos. I'm just saying. Are you sure? Yeah. Wow. All <laughs> <be>, <laughs> right, see you later. That? Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't think it's gonna happen. No, any any other thoughts on baptism? Like I got through my list. You guys have any other thoughts that we haven't talked about uh, yet? You made or a or?
0: distinction the other night that I think is super important when we were meeting with the people. Uh, I think often Christians think that baptism is something we do for God, and, and it really is something God has done for us. And, and yeah. that's probably the more important piece of this is that, sure. that we're, you know, yes, we're, we're being obedient what we do, but we're going into that water because of what God has done for us. Yeah. 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 And, and it's not like God isn't more pleased with us, you know, or, mm-hmm. we're not more saved, we're not, this is about what he's done for us. And so when when you come into that water, that should be what overwhelms you. Is Christ for you in this? Yeah. And then the same with communion. We think of the same way Good. with communion. This is something I'm going to do for God. No, hmm. this is something God has done for you. That's for, why
1: they're big E's on the i chart. Yeah, yeah. It's because this is Christ for yeah. you, whether it's in communion at yeah. the table or whether it's in the act of baptism. Yeah. Like this, th- like more than anything, it says Christ for you. Yeah, God for you.
0: Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, you know, I w- often when you ask people why do you want to get baptized, the answer is you know I want to, I want to. I want to follow Jesus, or I want to please Him, or I want to do, you know, you get those kind of want to be a Christian, and it's like, well, sometimes we get, we, you know, we're, we're kind of getting it flipped around right. a little bit. So anyway, I, I really appreciated that distinction when you made it. So
2: yeah, that's, good. Well, that's a good distinction. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Okay, I have just had a thought um, that uh, to anybody watching maybe who's thinking about mm-hmm. baptism um, or thinks maybe their story isn't isn't a, isn't a big one, they haven't had a dramatic mm-hmm encounter or an experience or something, um, therefore, I, sh- I feel like I should muster up more of a, of a uh, feeling of significance about this. I would just encourage somebody to, to think about, again, what it is that you're symbolizing, that you're proclaiming, and that there is no greater um, proclamation than, or, 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 or radical transformation that has taken place than someone who has gone from death to life. Yeah. That is as radical as it gets. Mm-hmm. So even if your story isn't that I, I lived under a bridge and I was a drug addict for 40 years and then, and then this happened, this happened, and it just builds to this big crescendo um, of baptism, um, it doesn't really matter. You're, you're, you're proclaiming that Christ has saved you from your sin and eternity in hell right. and brought you to saving faith through His Son Christ, uh, to, to God through Christ Jesus. That, that's as radical as it gets yeah. so we're, we're tempted even when we, when we share testimonies I yeah. think at times to to say well I just kind of got saved when I was six you know, mm-hmm. dude your story is just as radical mm-hmm. as the guy Versus who's a drug it's just addict. as miraculous yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: it's an it's a absolute miracle
1: yeah. so what you bring up is like really good uh, like the question to me that I think matters maybe I don't know not to steal your thunder but yeah. maybe to close here is like um, why um, why should someone get baptized um, because we'll think, oh, because I grew up in the church and, you know, I was raised Christian or, or I believe in God. I believe that God exists um, to me. Neither of those are reasons um, <laughs> like it's more and you articulated it like it is <clears throat> an acknowledgement that we have a sin problem <laughs> and that, that, that we need that sin problem fixed and that Jesus is our only hope in having it fixed. Right. Mm, it's definitely. the imputation piece. Not that you need to know that word, but like it, it's a definite yeah. like thing that has to do with our sin and his righteousness as opposed to and so many people come for so many other God reasons right they're still God reasons so it looks yeah. right but that's the one that that actually like um, I don't know validates you hmm. in baptism yeah. is it, it, it has to do with our sin and his righteousness and our need for his righteousness and um,
0: so anyway
2: mm, yeah no, yeah. well, that's good I just want to make sure that people know that it's not too late
0: if, uh, if you've tuned in today, and uh, you know, we hope everybody will, will come. Uh, but if, if, if something, you know, God's nudged you to get baptized, let us know, and we'd love to still make that happen on Sunday. I'm going to get saved
3: again on Sunday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> born again again? Just watching it, <laughs> dude.
3: Yep. That might be another episode. That's another, you know, yeah. Born again again discussion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Hmm. It's going to be a great day. Yeah.
3: Cool. Well, okay, Sam, thanks for joining us. Thanks today. for being here, man. Yeah, good to have you guys. From great Albuquerque. To... Great to be here, yeah.
1: Good to have you, dude. And your dad's, all, of course, such a blessing here at this church, man. He's, he's an all right guy. God, all right. God gave you an all right dad. He's all yeah. right. Yeah. 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 All right. We love the Hickmans, so yeah.
3: Yeah. great to have you. We love <laughs> us some Hickmans. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, on that note, that's a good note to end on. So <laughs> well, we'll see everybody next time. All right.